So recently I posted several videos about selling to large merchant accounts and I talked about different strategies and things to go about. And uh, I got a great comment on LinkedIn from Mendel. He asked me a question about how to get in contact with these decision makers. And so, you know, the, the idea here is, okay, it sounds like a great idea, James, to go after large merchant accounts that are really profitable, but how do you get in contact with the decision maker at that company? So. Such a great question. The first thing I want to make sure you understand is that the verbiage, the words that you're going to use to talk to these larger merchants is going to be different than the words that you would use to talk to smaller merchants. Okay. And so a couple things about it that are very different from a communication point of view. Um, when you go to a larger merchant, what you're doing is you're not doing a statement analysis for them. You're giving them a bid as a vendor. So you're a vendor and you're looking to give a bid. So the way you get in contact with the right person, not the decision maker, because that's not the right person initially. The way you get in contact with the right person initially is when you reach out to the company, you say, hey, um, you know, my name is James Shepard. I'm a vendor. I do cost reduction services for companies like yours. And I'd like to put in a bid to do the cost reduction on the payment processing side. Who would I speak to about that? Because you're normally talking to like a, a secretary or a, a, you know, an assistant or, or something like that, a receptionist. So you know, then they will say, oh, sure, you need to talk to Su Susan in purchasing, right? So then, okay, fine. So then they'll connect you to purchasing. So then when you talk to Susan at purchasing, you're going to ask some questions and just say, hey, um, the reason I'm calling today is I just wanted to get a basic idea of where you're at with your payment processing. Um, I work with larger companies, larger corporations. Uh, we do corporate payment processing services. And I just wasn't sure where you're at in your contract or if this is a time where it's available for me to put in a bid. Then they'll say either, you know, usually in my experience, they're pretty forthright with the information. I haven't had that hard of a time getting the information. Usually they'll tell you, you know, and they'll say, well, we're in a contract. It's not up for two more years. And you're like, okay, then that's where you could pivot to maybe like the subscription model I talked about in a previous video of offering them like, you know, cost reduction on their existing services, things like that, you know. Now, from there, once you get those bids in, that's how you're then going to get to the decision maker is through the, um, you know, the purchasing, uh, you know, person in charge of purchasing, whatever their title might be. Um, and so a lot of times what you'd be surprised, a lot of times, you know, you're not even going to be part of the conversation, which is kind of frustrating sometimes, but it doesn't matter as much. Like the issue you run into with smaller companies is that, you know, you don't want one partner talking to the other partner because neither one of them really has any clue about payment processing and what they're doing. Um, in this case, that's that's not really happening. Usually the person in charge of purchasing kind of has a general idea of what's going on. They understand it and their company is just set up a little bit differently. Now, what you'll find, though, is what they usually want is not necessarily just that warm and fuzzy feeling of your presence and that face to face conversation, although that's obviously a plus they're probably going to want other documentation. For instance, they may want some background information on the company you work with. So you might want to be prepared to provide that. They may want letters of reference from other local people that they can check in on. So a lot of these companies have these processes where it's like in order to take on a new vendor relationship, you have to go through a certain amount of vetting. Um, and that's just kind of their standard procedure. They call people, they get references, they do all this stuff. Um, which is totally fine. You know, just jump in, figure it out, you know, and get them the information they need. So that's really how you get through that. And if you get through to the point where they're actually like seriously considering it, then they'll usually schedule that meeting for you to come in and talk to the decision maker along with the other, you know, maybe the controller and a few other people involved. So that's how that goes. Now, uh, try to think here. So then, then from there, the other question was, 
why, you know, why would they get this service? Like I've talked about in a previous video where they would pay you to renegotiate their rates and then check their statement every month. Why would they do that? And he said, you know, why couldn't they just reach out and say, well, I got a competing bid and it's less and, and all that. Well, the reason is because number one, they're not going to do that. So they're not going to reach out and say, we got a competing bid that's lower. They might actually go out and get other bids, but they're not going to reach out and say, we got a competing bid that's lower. Instead, what they've realized is if they do reach out to their current processing company, they know their processing company is going to run circles around them with all kinds of language they don't understand. And as far as checking the statement every month, they don't understand their statement any more than the small merchant does. They have a general understanding of credit card processing, but they don't know how to identify, for instance, a price increase versus a new a change in the interchange. So one of the problems with payments is that for a big company, if they're working with something where they pay $500 a month or $2,000 a month and it goes to $2,100, they know they got a price increase. It went from 2000 to 2100 But with credit card processing, it goes up and down so much, and a company that has a lot of processing might pay 7000 a month. The next month, it might be 6200 Then it might be 8100 Then it might be 7400 They have no idea. It's too complex for them to break that down and say, like, why did it go up and down? Like, is it just fluctuations in card mix, fluctuations in our volume? There's all these other variables. They don't know how to isolate the issues with it. So when you come in and say, look, I'll reach out and renegotiate. I know how to, like, I know what I can propose to that company that they'll accept. And even if you got other bids, they wouldn't get you this low because everybody else making a bid is trying to make money. I'm not trying to make money off the processing. I'm only trying to make money off of the subscription of the service of me lowering your cost. So it's the motivations that are different. So anyway, if you can pull that off, um, those are going to be some great and profitable accounts. And I hope that that will help you to get past the gatekeeper to the decision maker and then also to be able to pivot to subscription when it makes sense.